Hey, this is Andrew Priestley, and welcome to Multiply Your Money. Uh, I've been chatting with um, a lot of young professionals recently um, around this topic on um, how to spend less, uh, save more, and get at it faster. And um, a lot's embedded in that little phrase, spend less, save more, get out of debt faster. See, if you want to spend less, that sort of infers you know uh, how much you're spending right now and that you get a sense that you're spending too much. And at the heart of it, you might be having, uh, you might have the identity of a spender and you know what a spender feels like. Right, I'm pretty sure you know what a spender, what a spender mindset feels like, right? So spenders tend to spend um, more than they earn, or they spend right up to everything they earn, and we know this. I mean, this is uh, this is uh, really well documented that um, if I give someone a pay rise and they've got a spender mentality, they will spend right up to the new limit that they've just been given, right? Okay, but you know how that feels like. It's really important that you, uh, when you're listening to what I'm saying, take it out of your head and just pay attention to how that feels. You know whether you're a spender or not, right? Because you know how it feels. So embedded in that is this idea that you know you spend less than you earn. That implies you know how much you earn, and that you know what your costs are, your outgoings are. And you know how much is left over in terms of money you've got to spend on discretionary purchases. And you know whether you're maxing out your credit card or you know whether you've got late fees and charges and you know whether um, you're carrying cash in your wallet or not or whether there's more months than money. You know that, okay? Because it'll feel like that. So... Spending less says, well, I know how much I'm earning, I know what my overheads are, and I know what I'm spending discretionary money on, I'm keeping tabs of that. And that's in, that suggests that you're keeping receipts or you're looking at statements, so you get an idea. But importantly, you get an idea of how much money you've got um, in surplus that's discretionary. And you've there got a choice of... Um, of deciding to spend all of that surplus cash in a discretionary way or to actually hold some of that back. Well, the recommendation therefore goes to the next part and uh, the next part is save more, right? Spend less, save more. So I'm, uh, I'm actually out for a walk in the forest at the moment. So the recommendation if you spend if you're saving is to save at least 10% of your after tax income so i know this you can do the math on this you can work this out but let's say that your um your after your after tax income is 100 pounds uh, you've got 100 pounds you know well 10% of that would be 10 pounds or 10 you at $100 $10 100 pounds 10 10 pounds right so the rule that we talk a lot about, and I've heard this, I wish I'd made this up, but I didn't. It's been around for years and years. And that is that you 
save at least 10% of your after-tax take-home pay. Right? And so what are you saving that for? So what you're saving it for is you're trying to build up a financial cushion, what we call buffer. And it's, it's if you like, it's, um, it's a safety net, a financial safety net, a financial cushion. And the usual target is to have three to six months worth of overheads or outgoing expenses in cash reserves. So let's say that it costs you a thousand pounds a month to pay your rent, um, you know, pay for rail cards, pay for food, pay out your utilities, all that sort of stuff. And I know that's a crazy, crazy number, but you know, it's probably well, well underneath. But anyway, let's just pretend it was a thousand pounds. Well, if your outgoings were a thousand pounds and you're saving between three to six, then you're going to have something like three to six thousand pounds sitting in your bank to cover emergencies, to cover that. And there's a wonderful feeling when you've got that cushion underneath you. You just don't panic about stuff, right? So my goal for my business is to have six to 12 months worth of financial outgoings. Now that implies you know what your overheads are, what your outgoings are. You can't do that if you don't know. So it means you've got to go back through all the bills, all your standing orders, things that you pay either weekly or monthly or quarterly or annually, and you've got a big tally and you know what that looks like. Divide that by 12 um, and you've got an idea about what it costs you to live um, per month. And then you have three to six times that. Now somebody says, well, goodness me, I can't even get a, uh, you know, I can't have a month's worth of savings. Well, okay, get a day, work it out as a day rate, then work it out as a week. But gradually start to build it up. Now in my case, I worked, um, I had a massive credit card debt. So I took a second and a third job to actually firstly draw down the debt on the credit card, which I did, and then to build up cash reserves of overheads. And I got it to three months, then four months, five months and at one point there I got up to six months and today I have 12 months worth of overheads in cash reserves right so that's it now once you've got that in place and you know I also add in a cushion for emergency spending so I usually have about three thousand pounds for emergencies such as dental you know car repairs or uh, boiler repairs or whatever it is so I've got that as cash reserves now once you've achieved that Right, and you're saving 10%. Now you've just got straight savings happening above and beyond this financial cushion. Okay, so at this point, you build that up. Now, the recommendation is you might say save 10% of what you earn. Well, um, smart thinking, and this is what I encourage people to do, is every month take that up by a percent. Right, so you might start out at 10%. In month one, then 11%, then 12%, then 13%, and 14%. So that by the end of the year, you're saving 20% of your after-tax take-home pay. Got it? Build it up that way. Um, I'm not suggesting you try this, but in my case, uh, I can live on 50% 
of my after-tax take-home pay, right? Because I have very modest needs. Um, I've paid off most things. I don't have any credit card debt. So I'm able to live on 50% of my after-tax take-home pay, right? But you're building it up. Now, as you build that up, when it gets to a certain level, you can then take those savings and invest them. Right, so you're actually doing three things that are well uh, documented that need to occur. Number one is spend less than you earn. Uh, number two is plan for the future. So if you're thinking about saving and investing and targeting that, you're planning, right? And number three is you're making money, make more money. So if you've got your financial cushion in place, three to six months worth of overheads, um, you're starting to build up your savings you're saving at least 10 percent but you're increasing it by one percent every month right gradually you'll find that that may make you become very creative about increasing your earnings well uh, that's great increase your earnings but you're still going to be saving one percent extra that you're going to be saving 11 percent 12 percent you're going to be adding to that number right and when you build up a certain amount then you can actually take that sideways and invest it so you might invest it into shares or you might invest that into property or you might invest that into I know someone who uh, saved up a thousand pounds and they bought um, 200 pounds worth of ex play box games off eBay and they bought them from garage sales and that for about two to five pounds each and resold them for 30 pounds each so they turned 200 pounds seed money into a thousand pounds but you're using money to make more money okay so you might want to listen to this recording a few times. You might want to go back and listen to it a few times. It's a really important one. Okay? But you're trying to spend less, save more, and get out of debt fast. Now, the other thing you can do is if you're saving up money and you've got some... Then use that money to draw down debt. Right? So you use that money, that extra money that you've got, if you can, to gradually pay off your credit card debts. Get, them, get yourself debt-free. Right, that's what I'm advocating. Now, if you want to watch, I'm on YouTube. If you search "multiply your money" on YouTube, you'll find lots of great resources there. You can go to Facebook and join the "Multiply Your Money" group there. You can go to LinkedIn. There's a "Multiply Your Money" group on that as well. It's jam-packed with um, uh, workshops, videos, resources that aren't available anywhere else. And of course, I'm on Spotify and uh, uh, Apple Podcasts and so on. But don't forget to subscribe and leave comments and please tell your friends to listen. Hope that helps and I'll see you in the next episode. See ya.